Welcome back to the Garden Chapel Youth Ministry Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Peter, and with me is Jacob Rank, our pastoral intern, and we are catching you up on the teen Sunday school class. Today, we are continuing in the topic of how to study the Bible, and we will be focusing on observation and how we see and recognize what is in the text or the passage. So, Jacob, what is the goal of the first step of Bible study, and why is observation so important? Yeah, so this first goal or idea of observation is uh, we want to become intimately acquainted with what the passage says in order to properly interpret God's word. And so we use this idea of like squares and rectangles and counting them just to see like, you know, it might look like there's only one square or five squares, but when it's divided up into nine different like sections, there's many more squares or many more rectangles than you think just by quickly glancing at it. Like if you take the time to observe and really pay attention, there's way more in there. And that's kind of how we talked about scriptures, you know, merely glancing over it, you're going to get some things out of it. But when you take time to really observe and get down to the nitty gritty details, you're going to learn so much more than you ever thought when you take that time. Yeah, you're going to get to see themes or maybe repeated words or something that stands out to you about it. Um, Okay, what else about observation? So yeah, we talked about how it might always seem like a uh, like a pastor, an elder, a youth leader, maybe even a friend or a scholar, like seems to like know more, and that's because they've taken the time to observe a text. It's not just that they've merely you know maybe read their devotions really quick, or oh yeah, let me think of this Bible verse, which you know those are all good things. It's not necessarily bad, but they've taken the time to uh, look into it, study it, um, observe it, and that's how they've gotten so much more than maybe somebody who just quickly uh, glances over something or something that uh, somebody that comes into a lesson. Um, and that just goes to show like that we all have that ability to be able to study scriptures. It's not uh, just because somebody's a scholar or a pastor that they automatically understand more. It all comes down to how much are you willing to put in time wise to observe it? Yeah. And it, let's put it into a context that teens might get uh, movies. There are certain movies, uh, the one that comes to my mind is like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I know it's kind of a silly kids movie, but there's so much going on in the background that as you're just watching it for the first time, you probably don't realize what's happening here and there in the background with Steve the monkey or whether it be some side characters doing something funny in the background. And part of observation is like when we watch a movie over and over and over again, and we start picking up these small details in the background, uh, that's observation. That's going just a little bit deeper than just skim reading or seeing it at face value. It's now, okay, now I'm going to use my, my sight, essentially, my reading ability to dig a little bit deeper. Okay, uh, so what, what else do we need to know about observation? So yeah, we talked about this idea is, is seeing the same as observing. And we, it's kind of like a yes and no answer if, uh, if you really look into it. But we kind of use the example of, uh, okay, so when you drive to school, to work, to the store, you pass traffic lights. So we kind of use or talked about, okay, so how many traffic lights do you exactly pass? How many were green? How many did you have to stop at? And most of us know that we pass traffic lights, but we can't recall exactly how many traffic lights we hit, how many were green, how many were red, unless, you know, you only hit one. I know there was a student 
uh, in Sunday school who said he doesn't even hit one traffic light on the way here. So, you know, you, that was kind of maybe not the best example. But for the most part, when you're driving, you normally hit enough traffic lights that that's not something that you're thinking about. And kind of this, uh, just like the same idea that we talked about, maybe traffic lights or even like, okay, you're driving through Lancaster County, you're going to see cows. But how many cows did you see exactly? So just kind of like that, like the, you might have seen those cows, seen those traffic lights, but there's a difference when observing, okay, maybe there's when you put more time to effort uh, into it, okay, there's five cows there, then maybe you drive further down, there's three cows, kind of just keep adding up, stuff like that. The seeing and observing are two different things. Yeah. Um, and just like the same way that we, in everyday things, that seeing and observing scripture are two completely different things in a way. Like you need to, like you'll, you'll notice more when you take time to observe. And so along those lines, we, uh, we did our first major activity of uh, the Sunday school class for this series, which was uh, everybody got a pack of Smarties. And so for the next 10 to 15 minutes, everybody broke off into groups and they carefully observed how are like every, anything about the Smartie, whether it was the color, the packaging, what was on the packaging, the taste, maybe some of them tried to see how they floated. So it just came to this idea of um, one of the students hit the nail right on the head is, wow, I didn't realize how much I could find in this little tiny smarty. And that just goes, if we see that even in a smarty, how much more will we see in scripture when we take time to really dive into the text and see what exactly it says? Yeah, observation comes down to kind of the element of awareness, being aware of really, not just like as you used your car illustration, uh, driving, being aware of what's around you, what's going by you, things like that. But then when we're talking about like, yeah, candy and, and Smarties and stuff like that, we're talking about just awareness of what is it that you're actually holding, uh, taking time to appreciate it, taking time to just look at it. Scripture is definitely like that. The more you spend taking time reading the same passage over and over again or just looking at it, uh, you're going to pull out more and more. You're going to learn more and more. It's, it's why we as pastors tend to spend a whole week in a small section of scripture because there's so much to pull out of it, but you also can't dissect it from the rest of the scripture. So, you know, for adults, I'm working through Habakkuk. Um, you know, we just looked at the first four verses and there's a lot to pull out about Habakkuk's complaint all of injustice and violence in his society. And, you know, the more you deal with that, the more you realize, okay, well, when it comes down to, and we're going to talk about historical context in a little bit, who is Habakkuk? What's going on in his world? Who's taking over the world at that point? And why is he complaining to God about this stuff? And so, yeah, observation helps us to grapple with um, awareness, being aware of what's going on in the passage, the context uh, that we may be reading it in, as well as just what's being said in all. So, yeah. Okay. Let's keep going with observation. What are some things that we need to know as we approach scripture or go into it that we need to look for that's a part of this process? Yes, yeah, so we could talk about maybe like the historical context. And so like understanding that the historical background is important if we want to understand the Bible as a whole or even each individual book as a whole or verse that you can narrow it down. But you have to understand the historical context if you want to move forward and be able to understand, observe the Bible better. So we, uh, we just came up with five uh, quick things that we talked about which is, you know, like, who is the author? Like, who was it Who was it written by? Uh, obviously, we know God is, uh, in his providence was able to, you know, he chose who, and we, uh, we can see 
like the, obviously he's the big a author but then who's the little a author was it paul was it moses like who was it like that's important to understand uh we should look into like when was it written because like this idea of like when was it written the time frame uh that helps us set the overall idea okay so like why was it being written necessarily so like maybe somebody something was being written in the time of the exile maybe something was being written while they were uh in the wilderness something was being written you know after jesus was here so like kind of understanding like when it was written can be important to the overall context mm -hmm. um we talked about who are the recipients and like this is super super important that we need to know like who is it being written to because if we don't understand that uh just like i see in your notes here like that's it's very easy to take something out of context if we don't understand who it's being written to and why um, which kind of leads into the next one like what was the occasion like uh, once again like why is it being written and this can kind of go hand in hand with that last one is like so why why was the reason that it was having to be written to these people during this specific timeline like was there a specific sin issue were they actually going above and beyond and being uh good followers of the lord and paul wanted to commend them so like you should uh, always be looking into that and then this last one is like what cultural aspects are involved so like what ideas might be more culturally bound like there's it's an idea that more or less is like kind of we don't do our that's something that we wouldn't see in everyday terms or terminology or even everyday life here so we need to observe certain things keys ideas that you know might have been important in bible times and when we understand oh that's important back in the day it'll make more sense as we read it yeah and there's definitely a, a handful there um to consider you talked about the author. Yeah, I mean, it's important. Some of the authors use different language. Uh, some of them highlight different things. I just, right off the top of my head, I mean, you look at Matthew. Matthew wrote the book of Matthew. He wrote it to Jews because he was a Jew, and there's a lot of Jewish concepts actually there in it. And so there you not only have the author, you have who it's written to, and why is he writing? Well, he's he's writing to the Jews to present that Jesus is the king of the Jews, that he is who he says he is, the son of God. Whereas when you go to Luke, Luke's actually a physician, and you actually see him talk a little bit more about the illnesses and ailments that are affecting people. Um, so yeah, and, and it just it changes a little bit of their presentation of the gospel uh, there too. Um, yeah, and, and one thing I'll, I'll highlight with that observation and context, um, when you look at who the group is written to, remember that it is written to that group in a certain time frame. When we draw the principle out, though, that that tends to be timeless. However, the direct application. So we'll get we'll let's go to the law real quick. The law was given to Israel. Um, they were getting they were becoming the people of God or God's nation, essentially. And now the Ten Commandments, we would say, yeah, as Christians, the principles are still very much true for us that that, hey, God is the only God. We should rest. We should honor and obey our parents. We should not lie to one another. These are these are good things to, to hold to as principles, but we don't live under the law. Israel did. They were called to follow those things with absolute obedience. For us, we actually go above and beyond the law, which is we're supposed to follow Christ's example and live out pure love, which is very difficult to do. So, yeah, I, I mean, observation, there's a lot to go into there, and you're just talking about the historical context. Um, then you're going to eventually get into the practicality of, well, how do we read the passage? How do we, what do we look for in that? So that's going to be more, uh, linguistic slash, um, writing, but anyhow, 
Uh, anything else you want to add for today's podcast, Jacob? Uh, just one more kind of little quick idea is that if we don't take time to observe and put in the effort and time, uh, like, yeah, to look at observation, make that a key point in our Bible study methods, hermeneutics, that we can get everything else wrong. So we have to start with observation and make sure that we're taking that seriously so that way we don't get everything else, whether it's application, interpretation, wrong. So it all starts right here. So I think that's important to remember. Yeah, an acronym I learned down at college was SOAP. Uh, and the first two letters there, S and O, kind of go into this one, scripture and observation. Uh, they kind of go hand in hand. You're going to read your passage. You're going to just keep reading it. The more you read it, the more you're going to pull out of it. But keep your mind focused. Be aware of what you're reading as you approach this. We thank you guys for tuning in today for today's podcast. We hope that uh, you guys will come on out Sunday mornings from 9.15 to 10.15 for our Sunday school hour. Uh, We will be continuing on in how to study the Bible. We hope that you guys have a great rest of your week and God bless.